Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 144 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Serpents of Secrecy from Baltimore. The song is called Heel Turn. It's off their upcoming record, A Vindicta. Vindic- I'm, I, 
I've tried to say this, uh, full disclosure, I've recorded this part now about four times, and I keep trying to say the name of this album, and I don't know how to do it. It's words that I don't know how to use. I don't know if it's, if it's Latin. It's it's like the abbreviation for Avenue, and then vindic, Vindicta. Like, like it's, if, all right, if there was a, it could be like Dave Von Ditka, but it's not. It's Av... Ave Vind- come on, man. This just you guys can't do this to me. Bands, you got to stop doing this. I need to be able to speak what I what I read, and with album titles like this, I just can't do it. And it's really hard for me, and it makes me feel really stupid. But I got to keep this public because this is the struggle of me in my basement trying to record this thing over and over. But <laughs> the important part is the band is Serpents of Secrecy, and the song is called Heel Turn. And this album, which is unpronounceable to any human being uh, born in America, is uh, <laughs> it's coming out on October 31st. It's Halloween. And uh, more importantly, this whole thing is done in honor of their bassist, Reverend Jim Forrester. Um, Reverend Jim was mur- murdered on the streets of Baltimore outside of a Baltimore tattoo museum, if I remember correctly. He worked there as a piercer. Um, he's a guy that I didn't know. I, I-, I knew who he was. Um, and I knew who he was because he was a really, he was a really short guy, um, but he was really intimidating looking because he had this huge skull tattoo. On the- he-, he had a tattoo on top of his head, and he wore bandanas uh, <laughs> that were like over his eyes. And I remember he used to work at the auto bar as a bouncer when I was first coming to Baltimore. And even though he was much smaller than me, he was an intimidating-looking fella, and he played in some cool bands. Um, Fall Count is one of them that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, but this was his latest pot project, Serpents of Secrecy. Uh, that th- This thing was all put on hold after he was murdered. Um, and the band has uh, finally gotten back together and put the record together, and I think it's really cool. They're, they're releasing it independently. It sounds awesome. Um, it's a tribute to him. It's a very cool thing to do to finish off uh, the last thing that he was working on. Uh, again, he played bass on these tracks. Uh, so respect to the band and Jim himself. Um, from all accounts and all of our mutual friends, uh, it seemed like a seemed like a good enough guy. So uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on with this one. Check this album out. I believe it's self release and it's coming out definitely on October thirty first. So get that when it is available. Okay, so what's happening on this episode of the podcast? I got an absolute legend away from Voivod. They've got a new live album coming out next month, so we're going to talk all about that and a couple other things. Um, So yeah, listen in for that. But first, it's time for the Hot Zone Getting It Out podcast intro song. And if you stick around, I'll tell you on the other side of this. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap verse, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap verse. The Hardcore Podcast said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out. We be getting it in, where you getting it out? Okay, so that was Hot Zone. Hot Zone is the sole provider of Getting It Out podcast intro music, and they will that will be the case until the foreseeable future, and I don't see any reason for that to change because uh, it's fantastic. The best intro song that you've ever heard on any podcast, but you know that already. Anyway, they got a new EP out. These, this band, I don't know how they do it. They put out EPs like with the frequency that I pee after drinking two cups of coffee, which is too much, but... I enjoy it. It still feels kind of good, right? So uh, they got a new EP out. It's their Halloween EP, and it's called Please Take One. I originally planned to make you wait to the end of the episode to hear hear a track from it, but I think we should just do it now. Let's hear uh, Easier to Die right now from Hot Zone. Trick or treat, motherfucker. I'm not 
me some fucking candy! Lost! Monsters exist! They're out on the street! 24-7! They growl and they creep! We live amongst them! Under their eye! They'll take you out! Give you reason to cry! What makes them strong? Do not make them better! Develop like war! The full-time aggressor! It's a nightmare! Ow! Yeah! And if you fight back, there's no guarantee that your brain will stay completely intact! Terrified! Shaking in your boots! Blood pressure blasting through the roof! Whole squad behind you is going awry! Maybe less stressful if you just die! It's night time. I, but it wasn't real. I was having a daymare. Hell yeah, another cool new one from Hot Zone. I guarantee you can go get that for free on their Bandcamp with the rest of their EPs. You should pay them money though, anyway. I should pay them money. They deserve it. Anyway, moving on. Um, it's this. <laughs> the, the, I think that's. I think I'll talk for more than thirty seconds before I play another song here. All right. I, I realize I'm in a pattern on this episode, and that's okay. I wanted to tell, tell you people in the in the front of this episode. I usually tell you tell you this stuff at the back, but I want to tell you in the front because it's getting closer. Um, it's getting actually closer. The gettingitout.net website is um, within. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. That's the way I'm going to say it. It is in process. I said that at the end of the last episode. So it's been another week and we're about the same spot still, but it's moving. All right. <laughs> the ship is in the distance. I see it on the horizon. It's going to come. It's going to land here soon. The, the, it's going to come and spread all the disease and kill all the people on this land, but that's okay. We, we welcome it. We've been waiting for a long 10 months and the gettingitout.net website is almost here. Today, um, one of our contributors, Rick Shirk, sent uh, an awesome uh, 10 underrated death metal albums of the 2000s decade article to me that I'm, that I'm really stoked on. I forgot he was even doing it, and then it came today, and it's it's all records that I have never heard of. So um, hopefully it'll be the same for you guys. Um, it's just cool death metal. I, I wrote one of these for like the, for hardcore for that same era. He did one for death metal. Um, if you yourself are listening and you're thinking, I know uh, 10 records from the 2000s in punk rock that I think are underrated, give them to me. Let me see it. Let me see your list. Write the article, man. Step up. We can do it. Also, I want to let you know, the Getting It Out giveaway box is just amassing random records, uh, CDs. I found some old I found some old CDs still in the Saran Wrap that uh, I, that might be like out of print stuff. I found some seven inches in a chest. Both of these things from a label uh, that that isn't even around anymore. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to tell you what they are, but anyway, the, what I'm saying is that I've got a lot. I've got a lot of brand new records, CDs. Uh, I think there might be some cassettes. There's definitely T-shirts. Uh, there's a hoodie. There's all sorts of stuff. Stickers, pins. Uh, there's like a broken mug. Who wants a broken mug? Um, but anyway, we're gonna. I'm gonna give all this stuff away, uh, not all at once, but like in in little 
here and there uh, contest uh, as soon as getting it out.net gets rolling. If you're listening and you have stuff and you're in a band and you want your shit promoted, um, send it in. I'll send it out with other people's stuff. I know that sounds a little weird, but that's, you know, this is the process. I don't, I don't need it, but we'll get it, we'll get it in other people's hands. Anyway, I'll move on, but I'm legitimately excited about those things. Um, but uh, and, and more to be excited about is is this episode. But before we get into that, I need to tell you that I just had to put the <laughs> the presidential debate on pause, and uh, I'm not going to go back to it. I don't know why I put it on pause because there's no way I'm going to sit back down and watch it. It's way more tolerable than the last time they did it, but it's not as fun. Okay, I understand that it was really immature the way they interrupted each other and yelled at each other and called each other's name. But that was way more fun. And this one is a little bit boring so far, but that's okay. It's probably the way it should be. Politics, schmolitics, right? That's a good joke right there. When you add schmol, when you add just sh in front of a word after you say it the first time, that's a good move, man. I'm a big fan of that joke. You know what I'm not a big fan of? Yard sales. You know why? Because we had a yard sale last weekend, and I'm not gonna lie, I actually like the process of having a yard sale. I like the I like just hanging out in front of the house, putting your shit for sale, making some money off your junk, uh, reluctantly getting rid of some stuff that you you realize you don't care the minute it's gone. It's tough for you to sell at first. You're like, man, I got some sentimental value there. And then it's gone, and then you never even think about it again. That shit's cool, but what's not cool is the people that come to the yard sales. They are the worst people on earth, but they, they're like professionals. Man, we had this one woman come, and she just kept gathering shit. And she just kept gathering shit and haggling. I thought I was giving her a deal by being like, you can have both of those shelves for $10. And she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then she ended up, ended up in, <laughs> she came back, I'm not exaggerating, came back two, two or three times. And eventually bought them both for eight dollars. All that shit, all this, all this, all this haggling over dollar bills, man. Everything, like everything we were selling, is like a dollar. And we we're trying to, you know, it was the end of the day, trying to make make her a deal. And she was supposed to have it. And her kids are walking all over the house. They're playing with my fucking kids' play doh, getting all their boogers all over stuff. Gross. Get away from here. This is, she has this one little baby. She just puts it down on our driveway. Our driveway, our driveway we just had construction. There's nails and shit everywhere. That baby's going to get nails in its knees. And you don't even care, lady, because you're haggling over a fucking VeggieTales DVD. It was a weird situation. And I start getting like all aggravated and pacing around. And I just wanted to leave. And my wife's a saint. And she's dealing with it. And, uh, and, then, and then she has to come back when it's just me. I sold an Xbox 360 with a couple games to a guy for 40 bucks. And you know how simple this transaction was? I posted it online. He came to look at it, or he said he will buy it for, I put it up for 50. He said he'll give me 40. I said, that's a deal. He came. He said, is everything here? I said, I don't know. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it went. I said, I don't know. And he's like, oh, so you didn't test it out to see if it works? I said, nope, it hasn't been plugged in for years. And he's like, and I was like, we can, we can plug it in if you want. And he's like, nope. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He said, it's for my kids. Uh, and I was like, I don't even know this stuff sells. He's like, I don't buy them because I can't sell them. And then he left with it and gave me $40. That's the way it goes. All right. That's how you buy things. You don't haggle over dollar bills. You just go, well, this is the risk. Here's my money. Goodbye. That's the easier said than done philosophy though, I guess. And, uh, I get that cause I've been reluctant to follow certain easy philosophies. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was in a KB Toys. You remember KB Toys? They were in the mall. They were like the budget Toys R Us. Small version of Toys R Us, but in a mall. And uh, I was in KB Toys. And I was probably like way too old for this. I'm going to say I was at least... I'm going to I'm gonna go high. I'm going to say I was like 13. And uh, I'm looking at toys for some reason. Because I still like to play with uh, WWF action figures when, when my friends weren't looking. I remember spe- specifically one day walking out of a Value City shopping center in, in the West Manchester Mall. With a with a fresh new two pack with Ken Shamrock and Dan the Beast Severn in <laughs> wrestling action figures and uh, running into not even running into like running away from a crowd of my friends my very good friends my skateboarding friends my metalhead friends because I didn't want them to see that I was buying toys and I was like 13 years old so fast forward probably like the same week I'm in a KB Toys looking at wrestling toys and. Uh, and I'm crouched on the ground. I'm on my knees on the ground of a KB Toys. You know why? Because I had to pee really bad. And uh, do you know what I did? I peed really bad. I, I just sat on my knees in the middle of a KB Toys <laughs> and peed their carpet. 
<laughs> it's so disgusting. I just peed my pants in the middle of the mall. And then, like, I waited for my mom to come over and be like, what are you doing here? And I was like, ah, I don't know. And then I stood up and I was, and I was like, look, and I pointed down. I was like, oh, look, what did I sit in? <laughs> Which, of course, she waited until later to call me out. But she was just like, you dumbass. I know you just peed your pants. It doesn't work like that. You know? <laughs> it doesn't absorb all the way up to your crotch. Man, I thought I was slick, but you know, that's just that's just how I was. That's how I was. I was way too old for it and uh it should be embarrassing and I just think it's funny because if you didn't pee the pan if you didn't just outright pee a floor of a KB's toys, then uh you weren't living as far as I'm concerned. You weren't living and I lived. Anyway, let's get down to business. This is a very cool interview that I got to do with Away from Voivod. He's the drummer, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that uh, previously, but he's the drummer for Voivod, a legendary band in heavy metal. Uh, thrash, progressive, um, I don't know what else, because there's so many different uh, aspects to this band and uh, so many different styles, but they're, it's, they're so unique in what they do and have done since, I forget what, I forget when they started. I forget when War and Pain came out, uh, 84 or something like that. That's, that's as old as me. They've been around as long as I've been around. And, uh, I originally had written them off as just a, 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 like a second tier thrash band. And I was really wrong about that. And I'm glad that at some point, I don't know when exactly I went back and revisited this band and got into all, all the different, uh, eras all different sounds all the different uh there's there's so much going on with them um if you're not familiar please get familiar they are a massively important band in uh, heavy music particularly in 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 canada uh i think they call they think they say there's a canadian big four which would be voivod sacrifice razor and annihilator i think is who i think that that's the canadian big four which you know we're splitting hairs a little bit here but um that's all right we we, you know when you really boil it down there are a lot of good uh canadian heavy metal bands and i don't think we give them uh, the credit that they deserve a lot of good hardcore out of there too you know a lot of hidden secrets up north that we need to respect a little bit better and voivod's a great place to start let's start with them all right everybody get your uh respectometer out and uh Turn it up or something? I don't know. Here, here's a song from Voivod. Uh, it's called the, the the Lost Machine. It's actually the title track off of uh, this live album. So the Lost Machine Live is what it's called. And uh, here's here is that. Check it out. Then listen to my interview with Away.
Hello. Hello. How you doing, Hi. Michelle? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm very good. For the most part. Now that we got this figured out, I'm, I'm great. But I got this cat. Yeah. Hey, do you got any cats? Is it? <laughs> no. You don't got any cats? No. no, I don't have any cats. I don't recommend having any cats, by the way. <laughs> I got this cat here. If you hear a lot of noise in the background, I got this really fat cat that's that's being obnoxious. <laughs> no trouble. So so try to ignore my fat obnoxious cat if you can. <laughs> do you got do you got any pets? How about that? Nope, not at all. No pets. I, I'm, uh, um, I'm, uh, I, I'm actually not allowed to have any pets here. Uh, where in Montreal, um, where I live. Really, you're living the life then. That sounds like the place to be. <laughs> um, although. Um, Many people uh, don't seem to know about that rule in the building because there are dogs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sir, you hear all their dogs barking? Yes, yes, but it's a good. Um, uh, I mean, we will, we will. Uh, I don't think we will get robbed here because <laughs> they bark immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have a very lenient landlord then, because I'm sure he's on, on to it. Yeah, it said that in the least, uh, but um, uh, it seems like everybody wants uh, a pet uh, in the in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, they're they're just rules. They're meant to be yeah. broken, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, man. So, hey, uh, thank you for having this conversation. Um, this is perfect timing for me. I just finished up work, so, so okay, this is great. Cool. Um, sure. What do you do, by the way? What do you do? You just you don't just do the band, do you? Well, pretty much, yeah. Except oh, wow. for uh, except for um, I do uh, commission art uh, when I'm not uh, on the road or recording with Voiva. Uh, so uh, I spend half of my time doing music and the other half doing art uh, drawings for uh, CD covers or T-shirts or uh, tattoo designs or so, uh, so. That's what I do. Oh, that's very cool. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, I know you do the you do the stuff for your own band, but I didn't know you did it for others. But I should. I've seen it. I've seen. It. I remember the the one that I remember that sticks out in my mind is that the Probot cover you did. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, cool project, actually. Yeah, very cool Snake, project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snake sang on that one uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was, yeah. was a really cool project. A lot of a lot of different people on that one. That was that was a uh, yeah. That's that's a very cool one. Um, but uh. But yeah, you guys do your own thing. I guess I guess now though, since you can't uh, do many things with your band, I, are, have you just been doing a lot of art? Is that really all you can do? Um, y- yes, uh, in a way. I mean, uh, with uh, with Voivoda, we were very busy uh, putting together uh, the live album that's coming out uh, in November, and also um, um, we've been writing um, while socially distancing. Um, we, we, we synced up on uh, with Logic Pro and we, we uh, share a Dropbox folder and so on. So um, uh, what I what I uh, in terms of uh, art, I mainly scanned uh, all of the art I do on the road uh, for uh, future uh, publications. Uh, so I spent a lot uh, since. Um, uh, we've been confined a lot lately, so uh, I, took, I took the time to do that uh, finally. And uh, with Voivod, we caught up with a lot of projects as well, where we are working uh, on a documentary, a book, and uh, so um, it's, it just never stops. Uh, we, 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 uh, we also gave it a shot at um, uh, playing online, and it went really well, so we might perform specific albums uh, this winter, we'll see. Oh wow, that's that's a, that's a that's a cool take on that. Um, and I think I think it's been interesting the way uh, bands have utilized this time. I know a lot of people are just writing and kind of working on the next record, but I like mm-hmm. that you guys are are knocking out a whole bunch of projects. One one of course is this live album, The Lost Machine, that we're talking about. And uh, I, was this a is this something that was planned prior to all of this? Um, in a sense, yeah. I mean. Uh, we did a long tour for uh, the wake and um, uh, all across the globe and uh, 
uh, amongst the festivals uh, were a couple in uh, the province of Quebec, where we're from, so Montreal and Quebec City. So we took the opportunity to record uh, these shows multi-track uh, and um, um, uh, early uh, this year, uh, we uh, the, when we came back from touring with uh, Guar in Europe um, during the, uh, right before the holidays last year, so we came uh, early this year. We started jamming and improvising and writing, but then in mid March, I think it was everything shut down. Yeah, uh, there was, a, and um, so um, that's where we decided to um, look at these uh, performance we had recorded and. Um, the the first move was to release the um, the end of dormancy uh, EP, which was from the Montreal Jazz Fest, and then we uh, but but we thought the Quebec City show uh, the whole show was um, very very solid and the vibe was amazing, um, and uh, we 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 thought we'd re release the whole thing as a full a full on album. So it was just a good opportunity. Um, to uh, again catch up with projects projects that were sort of put aside uh, so uh, and th this is uh, one of them that live album oh nice that, and you're absolutely right about this record and the way it sounds um i don't know live albums for me there's few there's a few that i really like but for the most part it's hard to catch that energy but but you guys got it here you got it on this one and oh, cool. uh, right on and so i'm so i'm curious to you just for you personally, are there any live albums that you really love from bands that you like? Well, I would say that the one that um, really changed my life um, was uh, uh, Motorhead, No Sleep Till the Hammersmith. Nice. And, um, and it, um, also a hitchhike to uh, Montreal from Northern Quebec uh, uh, when uh, they came on that tour. And um, uh, so it really changed my life. Uh, it was in '81, and I um, went back home uh, north, uh, thinking that I really uh, wanted to be a heavy metal drummer. And <laughs> and then uh, I had to, in 1980, I had jammed with Piggy when I was in high school. So in '81, after coming back, I phoned him and uh, to uh, to try to see if we could uh, uh, try try it out again. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's cool that that's the inspiration or was the inspiration to, to really go get it. Um, of course, Motorhead, one of the best to ever do it. Um, the, what, what were the bands that got you initially interested in heavy metal? Um, well, if, if you're talking about... Well, I'd have to really go back, bands. Uh, like when, uh, uh, when I uh, discovered uh, Kiss when I was 12... And then uh, it led to um, Alice Cooper, and and then um, a little later, um, my uh, sister's uh, boyfriend showed up with uh, uh, muscle car and uh, eight track tapes of um, Led Zeppelin, uh, Uriah Heep, uh, Black Sabbath, and uh, and that was a jump forward, and this was. Um, Right before punk, and then I dis uh, and then I discovered punk. I uh, really got into the Dam and the Pistols, and, but it's really when uh, in 1980 uh, when I uh, discovered the first Iron Maiden album that um, I really really got into heavy metal. Uh, before that, uh, right before that, there were albums by uh, ECDC and uh, Judas Priest that. Um, um, were probably metal, but we just didn't count it this way, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. The way genres evolve and become known as things. The one that one of the genres that I'm ex extremely fond of is like you know hardcore music and hardcore music. Initial hardcore music didn't really it wasn't called hardcore music. It was just punk or whatever. And then it gets yes, called yes. hardcore, and that you know it evolves and becomes its own thing. And I think obviously that had to happen with with metal as well. Um, but the thing I noticed yes. about these these bands that you're naming, uh, and a lot of them obviously are classics and iconic. But and and going along with that is that they they all have almost an aesthetic. You know what you, you you get a vision in your mind when you think of these bands, and I think that that is the same for Voivod. And 
you're mostly well not mostly you 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 have a lot to do with that by handling the artwork and 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 all that how important is it that you have that voivod has a look as well as a sound well i'd have to go back to that first iron Maiden album where um uh, when i saw it in the store uh it, it really stuck out amongst other album covers on the, uh, on the racks of the store, and um, it really attracted my attention. And then I, I picked it up, and I sort of knew they were my favorite band just looking at the cover. <laughs> and when I uh, got back home and I, uh, I put it on, they, they were my favorite band <laughs> uh, immediately, the first chords. And um, so um, uh, I thought, you know, the the visuals represented the music so much that w later when time came for me to draw the Warren Payne uh, cover, I thought immediately of the first Iron Maiden album, and I sort of made my version of it, and uh, it's a total rip-off. Uh, but then again, you know, many trash metal bands had their own mascot. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's definitely... Um, uh, Warren Payne, the uh, album cover is uh, directly influenced by uh, the, this Iron Maiden uh, album cover. Well, that's very interesting, and I, and I, I like how you say that. How everybody had their, their own little uh, logo or mascot. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned the the, the the 80s thrash metal stuff, and I gotta admit, there was a time where I wrote you guys off as just another one of those bands because all I listened to was Warren Payne. And mm-hmm. and then I, you know, years later went back and. And I don't even know when, but I, you know, rediscovered the rest of your discography, and it's been obvious that you've just been this this extremely different progressive metal band. You just kind of did it a little differently, which is, you know, very progressive, of course. Um, was there the initial intention to veer off in this direction, or were you just going out to play hard and fast to begin with? Um. Well, everything happened really fast. We didn't really, uh, we didn't overthink it or anything. We just uh, got together, uh, and we uh, um, we we shared an appreci- appreciation for Motorhead uh, and uh, Venom, um, Judas Priest, but also uh, Snake and I, in particular, were really into. Uh, hardcore punk and um, protest punk and uh, discharge and crass and conflict and GBH and so um, uh, but the thing is we all grew up in the 70s um, with uh, progressive rock uh, was uh, prog rock was huge in Quebec uh, even even um, uh, underground underground bands like Van der Graaf were pretty big in Quebec so uh, we had that in our blood immediately um, it, uh, we tried to integrate it, but it's uh, only around killing tech and dimension hatras that we were able to uh, uh, be able to, uh, to uh, achieve what we had in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is that when you feel like you guys gained confidence as players and in, in your ability to do the things that you wanted to do? Yes, I think that um, in a sense, uh, Piggy was a little older, and he was a bit ahead uh, technically, and uh, we uh, sort of caught up with him um, uh, eventually. But um, uh, at first, um, I would say we were still learning the whole band, and he was—he uh, had started when he was nine, and so um, uh, he was just a tiny bit. Uh, uh, we looked up to uh, his uh, musical uh, sense for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 as as you guys evolved, it seems, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems that that your fan base accepted the evolution of you guys. And uh, and I don't know. I don't. Are you guys more popular now than you were before? I, I and I, I say that kind of arrogantly or ig- ignorantly. Ignorantly, sorry. Um, but I but I see so much more of Voivod now than I ever. Oh have. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, I mean, um, it's ever since we reformed uh, in 2008, and especially the last five, six years, um, we uh, really gained in popularity worldwide. And the big boost was uh, the album The Wake, 
uh, and uh, we won we won awards with it and all that. So and yeah, um, I don't know. People really loved it. So um, it gives it gave us the extra push. And all of, all of, as soon as the album came out, we were touring in uh, in Europe. Uh, and uh, as soon as the album came out, the, the clubs uh, started to be really packed. And uh, so we we had an amazing uh, couple of years touring with that album. Uh, and we realized that uh, we worked so hard the last few years that we gained we gained the momentum and we're just enjoying more success now than we've had in a long while for sure. We had a couple of uh, uh, a couple of times where the spotlight was on Voivod, like uh, around the Nothing Face era, uh, and then we, and then with Jason when we did the Asfest and all that. And, uh, and we got a lot of publicity, uh, and, but now we're enjoying a lot of uh, kind of a buzz amongst a, a lot of uh, different people. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I would say. Like, I know you, you, you've had the eyes on you before, but it, it almost feels um, maybe that this is a more genuine, and I don't, I don't mean that before was any, was any kind of negative, but it, but now it just seems like you've really got people's attention, and I think you're viewed in a, a few ways. One is just a great band, and two is also this legacy band, and, and everybody automatically is respecting what you're doing, and then you come out and you're still killing it, and uh, and I, I just think it's very impressive, and this, this record, The Lost Machine, this live record, is a, is a fantastic representation of that, that you guys can be how many years is this now? Is this you're about forty years into this thing and you're out there yeah, killing it? And that's it's uh, thirty-seven years now, and I've been there all the way through. And I must say that um, the um, uh, the band right now is uh, really on fire, and uh, and that that tour for the wake was amazing. And then uh, so that's why we we really wanted to document it uh, because uh, we're really like a machine now, and. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, also, um, the chemistry in the band and the, uh, and the way we jump into that sort of fusion metal, which is really challenging, uh, mm-hmm. and we're exploring new territories. So the, the whole combination, uh, it makes it really exciting for us. So we, uh, the fact that people, uh, accepted the way, uh, so much, it's a good indication that we are heading on the right right path, you know, with going back to prog trash uh, thing. Uh, but this being said, uh, Voivod being Voivod, the next album might not sound like the way I've had <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, you get, if anybody's going to derail you, it better be yourselves, though, you know. So, because with, with uh, you know, you've had, with coronavirus, you've had all this time to work on these other things, but with no, um, with no clear end in sight to this uh, shutdown, whatever we're going to call it. Um, how much, I don't know, how much longer can, I mean, it sounds like you guys are smart. You got a whole bunch of projects to knock out. You mentioned the book. You, I saw you did the, the video for uh, The Lost Machines, the track on this record, which, which by the way, is great. And you, I understand you. that you did the art for that and then it was animated, right? Uh, I did, the, it's the art I did on the road uh, la, uh, during the last touring. And uh, so I just supplied uh, Felipe, who is doing the videos and is also working on the Voivod documentary. Is uh, he did the deaf documentary as well? Uh, I supplied him with uh, uh, a bunch of uh, art, and uh, it was animated by uh, his team. And um, so we still have two singles uh, for the next album, uh, the, li- the live album, with. Uh, videos with art as well in it so uh, working on it right now uh, that's very cool and I noticed, I noticed from looking at it that there's well not from watching the video but from reading that it's actually a different video than it is the audio right yes we um, but you couldn't tell <laughs> yeah it's really well done we, we, we filmed the Montreal Jazz Fest show uh, but the Quebec City show was not filmed so we uh, we tried to match uh, the images as much as we could the the uh, the show were almost back to back montreal and quebec city and we thought that um, uh, the one at the jazz fest we were really nervous uh, it was a very prestigious show and um, and um, we uh, we were a bit nervous and uh, the quebec city show a, a bit after um, 
we were a lot more loose and uh, um, we really can feel it uh, on, on the recordings so uh, that's why we we for the the end of dormancy ep we uh, picked a couple of tracks uh, from the, the montreal show but for the quebec city show where we thought the whole show was uh, really uh, listenable yeah and and with that with that set list on that you guys included here it, it kind of spans the whole well not the whole but uh, but a lot of the whole i'd say from the beginning to the end of voivod um is that what is that what your set list normally looks like are you always yes. doing the whole thing uh, yes, we try to cover uh, uh, the career, you know, as much as we can. We have too many albums to, uh, yeah. to play. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and also, we like to switch sets, uh, alternate from night to night. And um, uh, we, we try to also uh, switch songs and learn new songs and uh, dig through the oldies. And so we, um, otherwise... Uh, we, we just don't want to go through the motion, and uh, it's also pretty fun for uh, people uh, following a couple of shows. Uh, and uh, so, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much our approach. We, we try to, uh, to play songs from the first uh, six or seven albums, seven albums, I would say, and uh, I, I like From War and Pain to The Hotel Limits. And then we uh, sometimes uh, play fall on from the eric forest era and uh, we sometimes play global warning and uh, treasure chase from the jason era uh, and then we play um uh, the new material uh, from uh, the wake and post society uh, uh, that's pretty much what we try to cover well that's that's awesome and i think that's got to please most of your fans right it's got it's got to be pretty pretty well covered there um do you do you always play this Pink Floyd cover? Well, uh, we we brought it back uh, recently, um, just for um, the last few shows we did. But um, we uh, stopped playing it for a long while. Um, it depends. It, it varies, and it's like uh, there's some tribal convictions. Uh, People always want to hear that one, and but we've played it so many times that uh, sometimes we'll be a, a tour or, a, or three without playing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, you got to do it, right? Can you imagine how many times Lemmy and company had to play Ace of Spades? They must have been exhausted of that song. Hey, man. Hey, like, we still play the song <laughs> Voivod. I must have played that 6,000 times, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, though, you know? Oh yeah, it, it still gets the crowd going. Right, right. So how did yeah. you how did you decide to name this one the Lost Machine after the Lost Machine? We brought the song uh, the Lost Machine back into the set list um, um, kind of recently, and uh, so it ended up on this album, the the recordings, and I don't know, we just thought it'd be cool to cut it this way, really, and uh, that's the way it happened. A bit like. Uh, the, the other live album we did called Wires of Ice, we just picked a song, a title, a song title for for the, the live album. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that that's fair enough. Um, the oh, what was I gonna say? The, uh, the well, so so you have this recording. Um, obviously, you can't play right now. If you were able to play a show right now, would you play a show? Well. Um, Maybe, I mean, you know, uh, a, a, a live show with, with right now, um, uh, Montreal is uh, uh, in what they call red zone, so it's impossible. Oh, okay. to, it's impossible to play uh, in both Montreal and Quebec City, and uh, it's uh, they, like um, a lot of places uh, around the globe. They're fearing a second wave, so we can't even rehearse. Well, we there is only one place downtown with uh, very uh, strict um, sanitary protocols that you can rent for re uh, rehearsals. But at this point, uh, we are just um, writing a new album, uh, just multi-tracking uh, the digital way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, but again, you know, uh, there is a way for us 
uh, if we again follow protocols, uh, to go to where we record uh, our albums and play uh, a specific show. Uh, we'd like to play specific albums, but uh, online. Uh, and uh, so that's uh, that's what we'd like to do uh, in a in a recording studio. Well, I think that's a very cool idea, and I, th I think we as uh, music fans, listeners, are getting more used to the idea that that's the way it is right now, and that's the way it is for as long as we can see. So uh, I think it's, it, again, I think it's an interesting way to approach that, and would, it would definitely keep people interested, you know, to yeah. see the, the albums that they want to hear, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a... Uh, if we, uh, let's say, if we want to try to play Damage and Hatras or Nothing Face, uh, it's quite challenging, and uh, that's uh, we're always up to a challenge. Yeah, how much how much would you have to relearn? Oof, we are, many of these songs we played live, but a couple of them we've never played live. Live, so I think we would need more than two rehearsals for these <laughs> albums. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And you, what do you guys have? Like fourteen albums, fifteen albums? How many you got? Oh, uh, well, including the live and best of uh, between 20 and 25, <laughs> I think. That's too many. I know, I know. It's uh, it's crazy. It's getting really harder to uh, pick a set list uh, these days, but it's fun. Yeah, and that's got to be a good problem to have, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and, and if uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up here. And if people want to hear what you guys have done, um, obviously – they can listen to this record and get a good good sense of uh, Voivod Live. It comes out, I think, November 27th. Is that the right date? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, November 27th on Century Media, right? Is that where all your records are at now? Yes, yes. Uh, for uh, ever since uh, Target Earth, uh, 2013, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was the one that brought me back in. That was. One. <laughs> yeah, it was very well received. This one. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, hey, Michelle, thank you so much for having this conversation. Um, thank, I truly thank appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. Thank you very much. All right. Goodbye.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Michelle Orway, as you may know him from uh, Voivod. Uh, the song there at the end was Obsolete Beings. That's the lead-off track off of The Wake, their album that came out in 2018. It's fantastic. Go back and listen to all that. Be on the lookout for this live record, The Lost Machine, out November 27th on uh, Century Media. Um, very cool to see this band that's been around for so long doing so well. Uh, maybe better than ever. I'm not sure. I'm not the one to, to evaluate that. But uh, from my perspective, that seems to be the case. And I think that's very cool. Uh, the, the <laughs> just goes to show, uh, sometimes the payoff is in the long game. Uh, might not be worth it to some, but to others, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, another another cool interview to be able to put in the, in the catalog for Getting It Out podcast. So I'm real thankful to Michelle for doing this one. As usual, I want you to go to Instagram and follow Getting It Out Podcast. That's getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's a Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. And there's an Instagram. I already said Instagram. There's a Twitter at getting it out pod. Um, that's it for now. Of course, gettingitout.net is on the way, as I said in the opening. Um, be on the lookout for that. We need to figure out how we're going to end this episode. And I think I've got a good song for you. This one is called Grip It, and it's by He Wolf. And if you're not familiar with He Wolf, well, that's okay. They're they're a pretty, pretty new band uh, coming out of, let's say, Richmond, Virginia area. Uh, from members from, uh, what, what bands are there? Alabama Thunder Pussy, which is, by the way, is the worst name for a band ever. And I never listened to that band specifically because I hate that name. But they also have members from Iron Reagan, Darkest Hour, and a couple more. Uh, it's got a bit of a quicksand, Soundgarden, Queens of the Stone Age, Mastodon kind of sound. Whatever, it's it's cool. Uh, check it out. They have a new record uh, coming out with a ridiculous title. It's uh, called Iron Survivor 2, Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. And uh, it's it's cool music. Uh, you, can, you can hear it for yourself here right now. This is Grip It by He Wolf. Check them out. I'll have their information in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Uh, and that's it for this week. All right. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.